Hornet Heaven. Special episode. Fanzines are bad for you. Earth Season 2016 17. Not another fanzine. Bill Mainwood waved his arm dismissively. The gesture made him look exactly like Jose Holobas, except for the white hair, spectacles and complete absence of tattoos. Bill was the man in charge of programmes in Hornet Heaven. He had no time for non-club publications. In fact, when it came to unofficial journalism about Watford, Bill pledged commitment to the same approach that Holobas wore tattooed across his chest. Trust nobody. Remember, young man, Bill said sternly to his 13-year-old assistant as they stood at the programme shelves. People shouldn't always believe what they read. Derek Garston nodded at his boss's wise words. Then he squeaked, Apparently the new fanzine's going to be called Hornet Effect, sir. Well, it can horn it F off. I beg your pardon, sir? Fanzines are bad for you. Compared to the official programme, they're far too... Too what, sir? Bill thought for a moment. He needed to find exactly the right word. Far too much fun... Young man. Fun? But that's a good thing, sir. The official programme is so boring. Bill scowled at his assistant. He didn't take kindly to this kind of talk. It undermined the integrity of the very thing to which he dedicated his afterlife. He replied, The official programme is a respectable publication, Derek. An upstanding organ. But have you ever seen anyone actually read it, sir? Bill gasped at his assistant's insolence. He grabbed Derek by the ear. As a matter of fact, I'm about to see someone read fifty of them. As punishment. Bill led Derek by the ear to the programme office. He locked the boy in. Derek sat behind the desk and yawned as he turned the pages of the 43rd programme of his punishment. It was from the final game of the 1977-78 season at home to Southport. It was dull, dull, dull. But then, suddenly, it wasn't. On page 22, he saw a full-page advertisement for the top man menswear shop on the high street. It featured a photograph of a pouting blonde lady wearing a leotard off both shoulders revealing an ample amount of bosom. Derek felt a sensation he'd never experienced from reading a programme before. The 13-year-old glanced up at the door to check that his boss wasn't looking. Then he sat and stared at the photograph for a very long time. 
Derek was startled when the door burst open. Quick, Derek. I need you in the atrium. Right now. Derek hurriedly closed the Southport programme. He looked up at Bill from behind the desk. He didn't get up. He blushed. Come on. On your feet. But, sir... Bill could tell something was going on. But what, young man? Derek's face reddened even more. Bill went over to the desk. He grabbed the Southport programme. He flicked through and arrived at page 22. Derek, this is rude and dirty. Don't blame me, sir. It's the official programme. To quote your own words, sir, it's a respectable publication. You said it's an... Derek stopped. He decided not to use the words upstanding organ. But Bill wasn't listening. He grabbed another pile of 50 programmes and locked Derek in again. Derek stared at the pile of programmes and sulked. He gazed around the office. In the corner was a cupboard. He'd never paid attention to it before. Now he noticed it was double padlocked. He became curious. Why would Bill be keeping certain programmes under lock and key? He grabbed a paper clip from the desk, bent it and set about the padlocks. Before long, he'd unlocked them. He looked back at the office door to check Bill wasn't there again. Then he opened the cupboard. Bill walked into the office and saw Derek with his feet up on the desk, laughing. The boy was reading a copy of Look at the Stars. Sir, these Robbo diaries are absolute genius. Bill looked at the desk. It was strewn with copies of Mud, Sweat and Beers, The Yellow Experience, Clap Your Hands, Stamp Your Feet, The Watford Book of Soccer, All Watford, All Loving It, The Yawn and Golden Pages. Derek had found Bill's secret stash of Watford fanzines from down the years. It was Bill's turn to blush. He closed the door to make sure no one could overhear. Then he sat down. I love fanzines, he said quietly. What? But sir, you said... I know what I said. I said it because... Well, programmes are an essential part of our afterlives in Hornet Heaven. We couldn't go to games without them. They need to be respected. Derek nodded. He could see where Bill was coming from. But fanzines add so much. Different voices, different perspectives, creativity. They get fans thinking in a way the official programme can never inspire. Does that mean you're happy there's going to be a new one, sir? 
the hornet effect thing? Bill's face changed. Suddenly, he looked as distrusting of fanzines as he'd looked earlier. We need to wait and see what's in it, he said. Why, sir? Because I heard a rumour that it's going to feature a story about you and me. Derek looked alarmed as he realised the story might depict him doing something embarrassing. Fanzines really could be bad for you. But it's like I said before, Bill reassured him with a smile. People shouldn't always believe what they read. The End Hornet Heaven was created and written by Watford fan Ollie Wickham. It was read by Watford fan Colin Mace. It was produced by Watford fan John Mooney. Music by Watford fans Steve Joy and Jeff Wickham. <laughs>